No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we begin Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. It's an acrostic where every verse speaks of delighting in God's Word. Blessed are those who meditate on it. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Psalm 119 is unique among the 150 Psalms in the Bible. First, at 176 verses, it is the longest psalm and indeed the longest chapter in the Bible. We will spend several episodes going through it. Second, it is an acrostic, meaning that it follows the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. This psalm is unique in that for each letter there are eight verses that begin with that letter. Some translations show the Hebrew letters before their corresponding eight verses. I will be pointing them out as we go. Today we will cover the first three letters, Aleph, Beth, and Gimel. This would be corresponding to A, B, and C in the English language. The benefit of an acrostic is that it aids in memorization. Jews would use this to teach their children how to read and write kind of like we do with an ABC book. They would be required to memorize the entire psalm. Now, it would be much easier to memorize in Hebrew knowing that the first word of each of the eight verses begins with the same Hebrew letter. Obviously, that's not the case in English. Third, most every verse says something about the Word of God. The author uses nine different words for the scripture, law, testimony, precept, statute, commandment, judgment, promise, word, and way. You will find one of these key words in all but five verses. As with many Psalms, the author is unknown. Some attribute it to David, others to Ezra or Jeremiah, but we can't be dogmatic about that. It is clear that the author delights in God's word and encourages others to delight in it as well. The word is living and active and inspired by God. It will change the hearts of those who meditate on it and change the lives of those who do it. In my opinion, the theme for the 119th Psalm is delighting in God's word. I pray that you discover its transformational blessings. Psalm 119, Aleph, first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. As with the Sermon on the Mount, This begins with beatitudes or blessings. Those who meditate on God's word and keep it are truly blessed, happy, and spiritually prosperous. If we walk in the way of the Lord, then we will be undefiled and blameless. Now that doesn't mean we are sinless, for we all miss the mark in many ways, but our character will be increasingly godly, and we can walk in the open, in the light with nothing to hide. 
Likewise, those who keep his testimonies to hold fast to them are also blessed, for they seek God with all their heart. Now, that's the cause for so much unhappiness and failure in the Christian life. Many people are only half-hearted in their seeking of God. They do not make time to read, hear, or meditate on his word. But if they would, then they would reap its many blessings. Verse 3, they also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. So because they are walking in his ways, walking the straight and narrow path, well, then they do no iniquity. And they keep your precepts diligently. Now, to keep something diligently means to do the right thing, in this case, doing the word of God and doing it on time. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. It's almost as though he's looking back with some regret. Oh, that my ways were directed. Like they weren't always directed in the right way. And so he sort of regrets that. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. Understanding that if we keep the commandments of God, there's no reason for shame. There's no regret. I will praise you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. So I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I learn your righteous judgments. The more you learn of the Lord's ways and what he does, the more it causes you to praise him and you praise him with a right heart. I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. You know, we can keep our heart assured if we are doing what we know God is telling us to do in his word. And we know that he will not forsake us because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Beth, second letter. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Great question. This is like uh, the rabbi would teach someone, you know, teaching with a question. How can a young man cleanse his way? Clearly, young people need a lot of help, right? Because they are subject to many temptations. And I think about this. When I was younger, um, I did not always take heed according to the word. I knew better, uh, but I would have saved myself a lot of problems had I done that. And so that's just good wisdom. With my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your command. So again, here is the key. It's seeking the Lord with all of our hearts, having an undivided heart and getting after it. I, I love to just get after seeking the Lord first thing in the morning uh, and getting his word into my heart so that I don't wander from his commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. So this is a very key verse. Your word I've hidden in my heart. It is committing scripture to memory. And we think of Jesus when he was tempted in the wilderness and Satan tempted him three times. And each time Jesus 
answered with, it is written. And then he quoted scripture. Now, I don't think he had a scroll in his back pocket, if he even had a back pocket. Uh, it, it wasn't that he had to pull it out and read it somewhere. He knew it because it was written on his heart. And that is the greatest defense and really our offensive weapon, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, when Satan tempts us. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. And we need the Lord to teach us. He is our teacher. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. With my lips, I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. And so he declares God's judgments. These are not meant for us to hoard to ourselves, but to share with others who need to know the truth and the grace and the mercy and the love of God revealed through his word. And I have rejoiced in your testimonies as much as in riches. Now, there's a lot of people that rejoice in riches. You know, they want to see uh, themselves getting a higher salary or their uh, savings account swelling or their portfolio or their real estate acquisitions or whatever it is that you're seeking. Uh, They take joy and delight in that. But do they so delight in the word of God? Do they realize that these are eternal riches? I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways, I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. So I will meditate on your precepts. The the idea of meditation is think of a cow chewing its cud. You know, it chews and chews until it gets every bit of nourishment from it. And that's what we do when we meditate. We revolve the word in our minds until we get everything out of it that we can. And he says, I'm going to meditate on your precepts. I will delight in your statutes. There, that speaks of the affection of the heart. You know, if you're just reading through your Bible for the day and you've got your reading plan and you just got to run through it, you know, to get through it, check it off your list, it's probably not doing you a whole lot of good. You want to spend time delighting yourself in it, loving the word, seeing it as God's love letter to you. I will not forget your word. Of course, if you're meditating on it and delighting in it, you won't forget it. Next letter, Gimel. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Now here he refers to himself as a servant of the Lord and he says, deal bountifully with me. And the thing is, is that it is God's grace and his mercy that he pours out upon us. That is what causes us to want to serve him. And then he says, open my eyes to see wondrous things from your law. And we really need that. We need God to open the eyes of our heart to understand the things of his word. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2.14 that the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So one of the best things we can do before we even start to read the word is to pray, Lord, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things in your word. I am a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul breaks with longing for your judgments at all times. Do you know that you're a stranger on the earth? We need to remember that so that we don't get caught up in the things that the world is constantly getting caught up in. 
my soul breaks with longing for your judgments. And I can relate to that when I see what is going on in the world today. It, it breaks my heart because people are not following the judgments of God. They're doing their own thing. Uh, they're following their own hearts. And it brings so much misery. You rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stray from your commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. So the proud that stray away from God, you don't need to worry about it. God's going to take care of them. He rebukes them. And then he says, remove from me reproach and contempt. Princes also sit and speak against me, but your servant meditates on your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. So even the princes are speaking against him. But again, he's the servant of the Lord. He's meditating on the statutes of God. And the Lord's testimonies are his delight and even his counselors. I I love the fact that there's just such great counsel in the word of God as the Holy Spirit applies the word of God to our situations. It is truly wonderful counsel. So do you find your heart being strangely warmed with love for the word of God through this? I hope so. That's a good sign. May we also delight ourselves in his word so that we may discover its everlasting treasures. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll continue in Psalm 119 as the psalmist expressed his desire for God's precepts. Revive me according to your word. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.